0: everybody. My name is Sarita Sheperell, and I am not your mother's realtor, and this is my podcast where we talk about more than just real estate. But today, this episode is really real estate heavy, so yeah. buckle in, and I'm joined by... I'm Megan Hasberger, everyone.
1: I'm yeah. Sarita's BFF. Yeah. Sorry, I'm claiming it.
0: No, I wanted <laughs> you to. No, this is for me, because I felt like that was the best introduction if I just call you my best friend, but I know you have a lot of friends and it's your- friends <laughs> not a, it's a tear.
1: It's not a person. That's what Mindy
0: Kalen says is really true. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So if you listen to our meeting episode, you'll find out that it's hard for me to overextend into our friendship, <laughs> just assuming that we're friends with we, Megan. You we... celebrated, like, Christmas at my house and Thanksgiving. <laughs> Hopefully you feel comfortable I now. Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kayla, listen, even if this never makes an episode, this is, like, gold for us. Um, but I actually have a surprise for you, Megan. Um... So in our episodes, we're always talking about red flags. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. And while I was doing some cleaning, I found my Oklahoma City University school flag and yes it does have makeup on it because I did keep it in my makeup drawer for some reason. Well it's from college. So I want you to have this. This is your official red flag flag. Oh my flag. It's, it's a wave. wave. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, this is so funny. It's white but yeah I saw it and I was like oh I've got to give that to Megan because <laughs> we talk a lot
1: about red flags in these episodes. You know how um those guys in my new house just hang out like the old men hang out in the alley. Oh yeah yeah. And they're always like moving their cars everywhere. So I had to extremely the harrowing embarrassing moment on Sunday where I was taking Jean home and like literally five guys came out to try to tell me where to go when they were moving. It's oh like, like shuffling you. Yeah. yeah. And then I sung the story to my other sister and she's like, you need to just buy a white flag and wave oh it and get gosh. out of your car and then tip them if they will like move it for you. <laughs> because then coming back, I literally called them and was just like, I don't know what I did. I can't move the car. Uh, Everyone's watching me and I'm not going to look at anyone. (laughs) I'm going to call an Uber.
0: (laughs) It was so embarrassing. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, I guess we should just kind of dive in here. So today's episode is going to be very real estate heavy. We are talking about what to expect when When you're you're inspecting. inspecting This is the buyer's edition. So we're going to break down this series into buyers, sellers, we're going to have an inspector on, and then we're also going to talk about FHA inspections, because each inspection is so unique and so different. Yeah. Um, So why don't you give us a little bit of a disclaimer to kick us off here? Yes. We are not inspectors. (laughs)
1: Let's just start there. (laughs) Every market's different also. We're talking about Chicago, but we aren't inspectors, so we're just... Talking about our experience, trust My experience professionals. As a yeah, trust professionals in the suburbs. Also, some cities and villages they have you do a pre-listing inspection. We're not pre-sale talking insurance. about that. Yeah, pre-sale.
0: Yeah, yeah, pre-sale inspections. So, and different markets too. So, when we were, when I was doing some research about like kind of you know what the the internet had said about inspections, right. it's so specific to market. Market and in your neighborhood. So when I say market, I mean like if it's a buyer's market or a seller's market. So during this episode, we're going to give you some advice on like gener- genuinely, generally, generally what to expect yes. um, during this time in this pro- of the process. But also note that as soon as we say this, the market's going to shift and it's going to be a buyer's market or a seller's market. So you really have to tune into the type of market that you're buying in and the location in which you're buying it in. Um, so that's kind of like the big overall disclaimer here. And another thing that's kind of interesting about our talk is that we have a lot of hundred year old buildings in Chicago. Right. So things that we think are they standard. did
1: not all burn down their <laughs> fire.
0: <laughs> did you know that... Sunday was the 150th anniversary of the fire. I didn't know that. Yeah, so like while most people were watching football which I love yeah. football, as a realtor I saw it was like Chicago Fire Marathon and I was like, what is this? But it wasn't Chicago Fire like the TV show. Yeah. It, was, it was like the great Chicago, the great fire, Chicago fire on oh, PBS wow. and I watched like six hours of it while I was, was getting it the so chairs. I thought it was fascinating. Oh man. I thought like this, the history of what it was or how, you know, they thought it was Mrs. O'Leary's cow and, you know, Know, it, the the reality of how fake that right. was and loaded with racism um yeah. but it was just really fascinating to kind of watch that and how the city rebuilt yeah I was super it's really cool it. actually my daughter's
1: first Halloween costume with my dog was Mrs. O'Leary and oh the cow. do you remember <laughs> do that remember yeah that. It, was, it was very well received oh my god <laughs> um so uh so oh. yeah, so there's a ton of 100-year-old buildings. So I know waving inspections became really big and some like we were hearing about that on Instagram, yeah. videos and everything. I don't know that that got really big here. I wouldn't waive an inspection. No, and I
0: never recommend waiving yeah. an inspection. So when we were talking about as-is in our as-is episode. That was one of the things that we briefly mentioned that like you can agree to an as-is clause for your property, but never waive your inspection because it is your opportunity to look at the property, you know, under the hood, so to speak. Yeah. But also like if you're doing any type of a rehab or if you're going to do any type of a design or I mean, hell, if you just want to live in the property, it is, there is something really nice about being able to sit in this space for a couple of hours and really have an understanding of how you're going to function there, as well as how the property holds up under a microscope.
1: And 100-year-old homes have been up for 100 years, so you know something was done right there, too, even as many problems as they Mm -hmm. have. Like 30-year-old homes... Some of those are a lot more of a question mark, honestly. Yeah.
0: And like when, uh, let's see, about the 80s, we saw this shift in materials here in the country. And so a lot of homes that were built in the 80s, and I know, um, uh, what's my favorite realtor on uh, TikTok? Glenda. Yeah. Glenda talks about that, about how the homes built in the 80s were basically built with like duct tape and a butter knife, (laughs) Um, (laughs) you know, just like will blow over. Um, so the hard thing is, is like when we look at condos here, like some of the material that's being used is really cheap. I'm in a condo building right now that I think was built in like 1994 or so. Um, and Renting. she did not buy this. Yeah. I, I did not yeah. buy this building. And even so whenever we're walking through it, I'm always like, yep, here's a problem. There's a yeah. problem. Um, the hardest part about that is is that you see the the inventory when you're living in it, and it's just so different when you go and you tour a property. Right. So, yeah, there's a lot of disclaimers here in this episode, and we just kind of want to outline that, like, please don't write what we're saying in stone. These are just kind of good pra- best practices to keep in your head, but obviously rely on your, your realtor and your, your inspector. inspector to guide yeah. you through this. Right, and I think what you just said is a good segue into what
1: we're gonna first talk about which is before your inspection, during your walkthrough, mm-hmm. when you're doing a showing. What is it you you personally can be looking for? Warning signs of water damage or electrical
0: issues? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, oh man, I pride myself in being a hot shit realtor. She does. I do. <laughs> I talk about it a lot. Um. So the, my big thing is is before you put a property under contract and you even waste money on an inspection i want to make sure that we're targeting any issues that could potentially come up in the inspection and we're putting that into the purchase price or whatever our negotiated price of the property is so for instance and we have kind of this list here of what to look for during an inspection um what we want to do is target things that are not cosmetic so you look at the functionality of the space and you look at the cosmetic issues of a space meaning like. If there's maybe a crack in a tile or the paint color is not what you like or, you know, maybe the trim is uneven. Things like that that are maybe just more poor workmanship or things that you don't like right. are not going to come up in your inspection. So if there's something that you fundamentally don't like about the space or feel that you need to change, that's going to be a cosmetic issue with the property that doesn't have anything to do with the parameters of the inspection right. that we're going to talk about. Um so, looking at that, when you're in a showing with their, your realtor is really important. Yes, um, and that's also going to help you if you're adding any work into the property and things like that. Um, Megan, do you want to go through the the list here of sure. maybe like the water damage? Yeah, stuff? so signs of water damage.
1: You know, we all know if there's like a bubbling ceiling, mm-hmm. or um, sometimes the floorboards are, like, kind yeah, of buckling. Yeah, you
0: were saying that. So, yeah. Megan had worked with a previous realtor um, before I was even licensed. Right. Um, when we were buying our old place, yeah, t- we, about we that. went to a couple of units
1: that were built in the 90s. And definitely... And were, like, an interesting shape. And they were kind of cool. But the lower level, like you could see that the wooden... The, they were hardwood floors. Mm-hmm. And instead of laying flat, they were all kind of, like, Bowed, and so they they sort of didn't buckled. fully line up together, mm-hmm. and you could literally feel it with your feet, mm-hmm. and so um,
0: that's something you can.
1: You're, you yourself, you don't need an inspector to tell you like, oh, yeah, something's going on right. here.
0: Yeah, but some buyers are not very visually aware, and right. also too, I get it. When you're going to do a showing on a property, you're there fifteen minutes. You're there visually. for just a few minutes, and there's literally so much that you're taking in in that moment. Not only what's going on with you and the space, but also like the process and how do you buy it. Like you're, you're going to be spinning out a little bit. Yes. So. Uh, relying on your realtor, like, you know, they pointed out that this was kind of an yes. issue and, and sort of an, a big issue of like, well, it's going to be expensive to fix, expensive to pull up. And and is it still happening? Is it still happening? And is this foundation? Is this some right. type of a fundamental issue with the property that like, okay, if it was built in the 90s, typically buildings have settling within the first 20 to 30 years mm-hmm. of the when they were built. Um, So, built in the 90s, I mean... It would have happened. Yeah, Yeah. it's quite possible this happened when you were looking years back. Right. So, you know, those are things to kind of take into consideration. Um, And uh, also, this is something
1: that we should point out, which is that since so many of these, even a a 30-year-old building, something that's a problem might be, might have been a problem for the people who bought the place. So, they might not know why something is the way it is.
0: Yeah, and we hear that a lot. Um, So uh, especially like I say when you're going to do your showing, sometimes you just have to be a property detective. Um, oftentimes on the sell side, you know, i um, especially since I've only been doing this for about five years now, you'll hear, um, from like the sellers like, oh, well, we bought it that way. Yeah. And, oh, it might've come up in the inspection, but it wasn't like quote, a deal breaker. Yeah. It wasn't a big deal. Yeah. So you'll see that a lot where it's like, well, we bought it that way. And it's kind of a take it or leave it situation. Um, and I think this happens a lot with like my, I don't know why this, the, the people that love vintage buildings, um, don't understand that for a vintage building, there's going to be a lot of like take it or leave it moments, right. um, especially if the property is 120 years old. It's it's quite possible that there's going to be maybe uh, dips in the floor. There might be like settling issues that have always sort of, quote, been that way. Um, and these are, again, specific issues with our market here in Chicago. Growing up in Houston, we didn't have these issues. Our issues were totally different (laughs) bigger
1: much much bigger (laughs) but yeah I mean I've been to so many places where literally the floor just is not even yeah I am one of those vintage it's like sloped or something yeah or or, like one room goes one way even in my old place where the floor felt level Every once in a while, we'd spill some water, and it would kind of like weirdly, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, so and again, this building was built in the nineties. When I do, because I do exercise in my living room, not to brag, good for you. (laughs) But when I get up, my foam roller, (laughs) if I put it by where my plants are, where like the window seal is, it kind of like starts to lean back towards me. So you know that it's not like quite exactly even. Well, right, and it's like what it is, still really livable, but Yeah.
1: yeah. So another thing you can be looking out for in a um, in an older building is electrical. Yeah. Like sometimes you can just literally tell. Um, look at the
0: box. Yeah. Look at the box. Does it have like a switch or does it have a little bulb, mm-hmm. a little like a circular thing um, Uh, that you kind of like have to screw in and out things like that are going to be you know and your realtor can point this out too like if it's got the switch typically that's going to be an updated box or it's going to be updated enough that it's livable that you don't have to go through and rewire things um flex wiring like there's all these different variations of electrical that you can see during your first showing um And that can be something that's brought up during the inspection, but how I feel about electrical, and maybe this is just from the listing side, is that the box is pretty obvious and noticeable. What's hard is when you open up the panel and you see maybe things were like switched up and like you might have double taps and all kinds of weird goofy things. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is going to be based on an electrician and you might have to come back and ask for a credit for certain things there. So I'm not saying that this is kind of a End off right, race. but
1: you will know if you know. open it. Yeah, you can yeah. tell. You like, can tell. Did they change this or not? And right. sometimes you can tell that because they've redone the inside. Like, hopefully, they also did the electrical when they changed the entire. You know, like gutted it when they whatever. gutted it at some point. Yeah. yeah.
0: So um I always look for that because that's going to be kind of a cost for buyers. And again, these are just easy things that you can look at when As you're going you to do a showing, yes. right? And then the age of the appliances, mm-hmm. boiler. So, Washer, dryer, stove, right? microwave.
1: Uh, During your inspection, you'll make sure all that stuff actually works. Yeah, they turn on everything. But you can just look at it and say, is this like a white refrigerator that Mm -hmm. doesn't have like side-by-side doors or whatever? Then you know, well, that's probably 20 years old. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and you can look at things too and just say, okay, well, if everything's at the end of its life expectancy, I think that it's better to target price first and foremost and then sort of like once you're under contract if you can't get a credit for something then maybe the the final kind of like walk away is like a home warranty yeah something like that where it's like you know hey this this will cover all of the appliances um, or, if we can get a good policy that will cover like a bulk of what the property yeah. is going to need. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's kind of hard to say these things because it's depending on if I'm talking about condo, multi unit, or a single family home. Right. So, a lot of generalizations here for the buy side. Um, so, let's talk a little bit about the inspection itself. Um, so, the inspection itself is going to go through every single thing in the property. Uh, light bulbs we're going to like ch- check to make sure that like all the switches even if the bulbs are burned out that like the the um they'd move
1: the bulbs around
0: to make sure, make sure every little fixture is yeah. working every little outlet is working um that there's not trips that there's you know um uh any type of bowing floors cracks all of that stuff is going to get docked in your inspection report and it's going to be overwhelming um, yes. typically for condos I think the, the I don't know the shortest one I've seen was about 42 43 pages mm-hmm. and it was like a one bedroom Um extra not remember interior. how long ours
1: was for our house that we bought but it was long it was, I mean, long, it was like 100 yeah. pages probably
0: well, not, most of that's just photos too right because right? Yeah. they take pictures of everything so that's provided in your report or mm-hmm. should be because that's the kind of inspector that you should be using um, I will say though that On multi-unit inspections especially if you're buying like a property that needs a rehab they may not have a hundred page report it might be something really simple where they just want to come in and check like the panel Um, because when you, we were talking about the electrical, you, when you're in there for a showing should not, and cannot open up the panel because that might actually shock you. Don't do that. Um, so your inspector will do that. (laughs) My favorite, (laughs) my favorite, I always go backside. You can see the guys, like they're not an octopus. They've got two hands. They're like trying to unscrew the panel and you're like, can I help you? And they're like, absolutely. Don't touch me right now. (laughs) Stay back. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so things like that are, um, you know, going to be that, that is something that you can expect when you're doing your inspection and you get the report back that it might be pretty overwhelming. Um, want me to run through what kinds of things will actually
1: be in the report before we take a quick break? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So your inspection should cover the heating system, central air conditioning, interior plumbing and electrical systems, the roof, the attic. Including visible installation, um, walls, ceilings, floors, windows and doors, foundation, basement, and structural components. And this again, if you're doing a condo, that's harder. Yeah, they probably aren't going to go on your roof. But if you're getting like a like a skyrise condo, right? Yeah, if you're yeah. buying a single family home, then they better. Right. Right.
0: Right. So, um, this was just kind of an overview of like sort of the most common areas that are checked. But again, it's literally everything in the unit and property head to toe. Um, but it's still one day. (laughs) It's still only a small percentage of the time that you're there. And we're going to talk next a little bit about what to expect on that day and some things to hope for. Right. That's true. Stay Hint. tuned. I know, scent. It's, it's rain. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. All right, we're back, everyone. We're back.
1: And. What you're hoping for, is to give you a little spoiler alert: you're hoping for a rainy day,
0: big time. You want it to rain. You want it to flood. You want to. have it well,
1: rain you don't so want hard. it to
0: flood. You've well, you not well, you, well, you want do. You kind of want it to you have, have the to ability. Yes. All of the like worst case scenarios, like if it's raining so hard, you think you need an arc. That's a good day for an inspection. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so, like to me, whenever I see even a glimpse of rain uh, on the radar, and you've got your inspection. That is ideal. So, for instance, Megan's home, we knew, the property that you currently live in, um, we knew that there was a water issue in the basement that happened, per the sellers, only on heavy rains in certain directions. So... It rains on the day of our inspection. Mm-hmm. Guess who's really excited? All of us. Oh, and well, definitely me. I was yeah. spazzing out. I think I sent a text to you guys like, it's raining! Yeah. <laughs> like- but it wasn't <laughs> raining hard enough, It wasn't really raining hard enough, but I think that also helped us, like, gauge, like, hey, what is this like on, like, a, ge- like, this is just sort of a rainy day. Right. Kind of drizzle. Well, and now I have lived through a torrential, insane
1: downpour where all of us, including us, had... A flooded basement, not nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yesterday, uh, my yesterday was, yesterday was really hard, really hard, yeah. and nothing for us. Oh, so okay. it's just really random. Like, yeah. it seems like most of the time it will be fine, yeah. and then other times not. But you need to know. I mean, you do, and, and it, they disclosed it. I mean, we I can't say that they right. weren't being honest. We knew that that was going to happen, um, or and that it was possible. And it would still, again. Wasn't very much, so we've been really lucky.
0: Yeah, and I would say to any buyer that's out there that okay, so if you're going to buy a property that has a basement, just assume that at some point it might flood. Um, so I would not keep your cherished valuables on the floor of your basement. Well, just and there's because... a reason you don't go in a basement
1: that's hardwood floor that almost never happens.
0: Yeah, and I lived
1: in a duplex down that was always been dry, dried, never had a problem ever, literally, and. It was carpeted, so you could see that. But when we did our inspection, we had this really nice um, shower It has a lip. And the inspector was like, I bet that was just in case. And I'm like, okay, I guess. But literally nothing has ever... Yeah. It's just, like, kind of weird.
0: Yeah, and I think so... You have to kind of anticipate that that it could happen, yeah. that you have these things. Well, it's, even it could not be your building, it could be the city's issue. Right, so that's what I was going to say is that, like, a lot of times, too, it may not be your particular property or your sump pump or any of that. Like, you can look outside and you see that the city's sewer system is backed up. It backs up into your yard, which is basically six feet from the, maybe, street and or the something. And it can be very difficult. They were redoing it. Uh, And it was like
1: 120
0: years old.
1: All of the pipes were original from like the fire. Crazy. To see that, you're like, oh my God, the Ninja Turtles literally live in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, This is the stuff that like the Ninja Turtles Turtles came from. Well, so when the fire happened, we were talking at the first half of the show about how um, the fire happened 150 years ago. When the fire happened, uh, they came in and they raised the city streets up to have a sewer system. Um, and just kind of like drainage out there because we were really just not. Yeah. um, God, could you imagine the conditions 150 years ago? I would have died. <laughs> um, I would have. Di- I would have died at eight when we I. We wouldn't sleep. be allowed
1: to work. <laughs> no, so, all yeah. that too. Yeah. We wouldn't be allowed to have yeah. this podcast. They'd say you're a woman while <laughs> you're
0: speaking. <Yeah. laughs> um, birthing machine. Would you step away from the microphone? <laughs> um, so. <laughs> 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 so um you know here in Chicago these are things that you just kind of have to think about but um, and if you buy one of those houses that didn't burn down you're below that level you're below the level and yeah. that's hard so like whenever i sell things in Bridgeport or Pilsen it's really tricky and i tell people especially my multi unit my multi unit buyers like if you've got a unit in that lower level that's built at old street level you know, it's one of those things you just kind of have to watch out for and make sure that the the plumbing that you have in the back, any type of drainage system out behind the property is always clear of leaves. Um, you want to make sure that your gutters are always like in good shape because, yeah. I mean, there's other things too that can affect water coming into your property. So you as a homeowner, no matter what you buy, have to make sure that you're doing all of those things to prevent the water from coming into your property. Right. Now let's talk about the inspection again. So let's say you are at your inspection. You think, Hey, our property is going to have some type of a water issue because the sellers told us or they didn't. And you've listened to this podcast and learned a little bit. Or about just
1: because you live in Chicago and it's, and it happens. It happens all the time with okay. people.
0: Yeah. Um so the inspector will have a moisture reader that goes through and can and can tell like how much maybe moisture is behind a wall in certain areas. Um, And that's why we pray for rain, because on the days that it has rained even a little bit, it helps to kind of push some of those issues forward Mm -hmm. so that you can see that. Um, And I would also say that if you are interviewing inspectors that maybe your realtor hasn't recommended and maybe you're going offline, make sure they bring that because... um, I had buyers recently, you know, I give my list of inspectors. I say, hey, choose these are kind of like well-priced people that do a great job. Maybe choose one of these. If not, just bring whoever you want, but make sure they have a moisture reader and they have a ladder for the roof because those two things are like real. Yeah. I feel like every inspector should have, but I'll be honest with you. I have been in inspections before where it's like really yes. That's scary. Yes. It's happened twice this year alone. Wow. Yeah. Where you're like, What do you say to your client? Well, I mean, it's a missed opportunity. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Um, and oftentimes, you know, especially with condos, it's not such a big deal that yeah. they don't with, like Yeah, with a condo. Food, it's but even your, a moisture reader could have yeah. prevented... One of my clients had had water that came in from the amount of insane snow we mm-hmm. had back in January and February, and their inspector didn't have a moisture reader and didn't look at the walls of the property. So could that have been prevented? Maybe, maybe not. You know, again, this is a small snap uh, yeah. shot of what you see in the right. property. Like, you're not going to get everything, You don't but... get everything, but, like, you know, it's a missed opportunity to at least make sure that you're aware, right? right? And if that was a house, like, at least it's a condo someone
1: else mm-hmm. is going to help
0: pay for it, right. but that's that's tough. Yeah. You just don't want to live through that. right? So laying out these, you know, kind of, like things to look out for and another thing that is really important to note here because this is this happened to me most recently your inspection is not a structural test So I had a client, we come to do the inspection, we had talked about what the inspection was, what to expect, you know, what we're going to be looking for, and I don't know why, but they still had assumed that this is going to be like one of the tests where they dig down below and see the foundation and do a lot of measurements. It is nothing like that. If you want to do any type of a structural test or get a structural engineer involved in the property... You can. It's just going to be really expensive, and you know, most of the time, people want to do a general inspection first before they have to dive into those yes. issues. So, at your general inspection, you'll see, hey, are there any like red flags right. for this property? Are there any like areas where things are maybe pulling apart? How can I bad tell an are the bowling balls?
1: Mm-hmm. Leah and Brad saw a, They saw a home where someone must have been really tall. It was a bungalow.
0: Oh, a bungalow. Yeah. They yep, yep, yep.
1: cut into a beam a little bit. And it was like the support beam for the entire house. Oh and so their God. kids were running down the stairs from upstairs. And they said the whole house was kind of like, oh, they could visibly see it because they hit. Had... <laughs> mean, it's like, so an inspection would catch that. <laughs> red flag, red flag. Yeah. <laughs> But you will. There's some crazy stuff
0: still that can be out in these old houses. Yes, yes. But but also, people do dumb things. But all also. The time. Buyers and sellers, they do dumb yeah. things. Sometimes you just may not be aware. But also, if that had been a behind a wall, an oh inspection might not have oh, cut it. Hopefully, yeah. they still
1: would have felt the entire home moving.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: horrifying. Oh. <laughs>
0: Figure out a new laugh that won't cut through the microphone and so now I'm just choking on myself. (laughs) Did you hear that? Because the worst laugh ever. (laughs) You're Mr. Burns. Basically. Um, okay, so it's not a structural test, and my my favorite Are these inspectors that call themselves like the deal killers? (laughs) And they come in and they're just like guns ablaze and like, yeah, don't mind me. I'm I'm Paul, the deal killer. My
1: sister had one of these and he told her, I'm sorry, you might cry. That's my job. (laughs) Like, I know you like this house, but it's my job to make you cry. (laughs) I'm here to tear apart the song."
0: (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. So here's the problem with that. When the sky is falling chicken little (laughs) like how do you know from the drama what is actually problems like what are the actual problems here you know because if you're pointing out all of the highlights and i i get it you get the report back the report should do that the report should should have everything but i think your inspector and the ones that i love the ones that i'm hoping will have at least one of them on here will tell you like they'll walk you through and say hey I'm going to send you the report, but here are some things. And like, they'll talk to you about these things and say, if you're going to buy this property, these are the things that you want to either like have your own solution to for your own care and maintenance of it, or talk to your realtor about, you know, maybe how you're going to pursue a path of a credit or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we had, we had two different inspectors
1: do for the two different properties I, I bought because one of them was not available, but he was the one who liked to walk you through and you basically do the whole inspection with him and he talks you through it all. And this is when I'm buying a 120 year old home. (laughs) And I was so bummed out. Our, our agent wasn't there yet. He was running late. Um, and he was going to join us about a half hour after it started. And so we're going through, I literally don't know anything about any of this at the time. I had no idea what we were talking about. My husband did. My husband's family is like in construction. Yeah, but
0: it has a very good. Yeah, it's above average the amount of knowledge he has about a home and a property. He'd
1: tell you about anything, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so at least one of us understands. But I'm just standing there, feeling like, oh man, this is the first thing we've agreed on. We're gonna have to, like, pull out of this deal. Mm-hmm. Everything's wrong, and then our agent shows up and he says, "How's it going?". And the doomsday guy... The inspector. The inspector. He's like, oh, looks pretty good for an over 100-year-old property. And I'm like, what? Like, I thought we weren't going to be able to buy this. And then I was so happy. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it was ultimately fine. Like, we got a couple credits. It wasn't a big deal, and...
0: Moved forward, moved in, (laughs) moved in, and moved out. Yeah. (laughs) So that's really what it's about. It it, this is a hundred year old building. What is the norm to expect during this, and what's the norm to expect if your building was built in the nineties or two thousands? And I think one thing that'll help you float through that is like I, as a realtor, have like a cost sheet of what things will cost so like life expectancy of your roof depending on the different types of roof standard life expectancy of a water heater and how much it can cost if you did a tank versus tankless whatever um so talking through that with your inspector um and i guess i kind of want to skip ahead a little bit and talk about the day of the inspection because i think this will kind of segue what we're talking about here so on your inspection day as we mentioned everything gets talked about my pro tip for you a couple of things. One, give your inspector a chance to do their job. So, there are inspectors that like to take you through room by room and kind of point things out. You're there for pretty much yeah. every He's step. He's doing a good job, but if you're like me and you don't know much about this, that might not be that helpful right. to you, and it my- might it can be overwhelming. Yeah, it might, you might um, have too many questions for it to be useful. Some of it you're just gonna like r- forget, so then you're not remembering the most important yeah. things of the day. So I think it's a good idea to give the person this some space, however they work. So if the inspector works one way, obviously, like let them. It's to me, it's their rodeo. Right. That that show on that day, they are the director. They're doing all of that. Um, also, keep your inspection limited. To the buyers, the buyer's agent, most of the time the seller's agent, sometimes it's the lockbox, and the inspector. I think those are the most important people. If you need mom and dad because they're doing down payment or you know they have some knowledge on things, I think that's great, especially a lot of my single buyers. Um, the more eyes in that regard, the better. I think it's always hard when you have both sets of parents, maybe a roommate, Um, outside opinions of value because what ends up happening is is the inspector is going to have a lot of questions. It does take longer, which is not a problem. But the problem is, is that they're not then talking to the most important decision makers in their room. They're talking to your brother's uncle's friend's best friend that might be living to you with you. And that person may not remember how to change a filter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know things like that you want to make sure that like you've got the most important people in the room to you whoever they are and just kind of limit the amount of bodies you've got right and also then you can present the information to
1: other people later if you need to absolutely and get there like you're not sure and you need to talk to your mom because that's who you talk to to help you come to a decision mm-hmm. that doesn't mean she necessarily needs to be at your inspection mm-hmm. you're going to have this in paper form
0: absolutely and i always tell buyers to like so it depends like if it's a couple or a single buyer or whatnot. Um, but you know, if, if let's say you do want a lot of people to see the property before you even pay for the inspection, just ask for another showing. So if you get it under contract and you're like, hey, we're gonna do the inspection tomorrow, but mom and dad are providing a down payment or you know, they're getting a, a roommate and you know, whatever, I, as an agent, I'll make up an excuse to be like, look, we don't want them there for the inspection. They've got to travel or whatever, like get us in before because then it just limits the amount of bodies in the room and the amount of confusion right um because everybody's going to be asking questions and then what ends up happening is <laughs> one person is going to be there to learn and they're like so like usually with the couples you'll have the yin and the yang you'll have the person that's there to learn to understand the property and the risk and all of those things and the other person's moving in <laughs> the other person is there and they're like okay where would we put the couch now we need a new couch let's think about the curtain okay Talk let me, me just work. say something
1: guess which one i am <laughs> During my inspection, I literally walked around and took measurements of every window and wrote them down, and I was saying, okay... Now, would we have the dining table this way? I literally was doing this with three. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, and I think that that's helpful too because it gives, look, the inspector does their thing. You do the, your thing. And then typically what I like in the inspections, my, my favorite that are run most successfully is when the inspector does things and they're like, hey, I'm done with this floor. Now Now that we're done with the basement, let's talk about these yeah. things. Then they give a wrap up per floor. And then after they do the entire property, usually out on the, the, the curb, you're talking about maybe the, the, the top things. Mm-hmm. And then you get the report back, you talk to your agent, then maybe you target a credit and things like that.
1: Um,
0: so, I was Oh, looking... wait, you forgot the most important advice for the day up. Oh, wait, I want to do that. Yeah. I want to do that uh, here in a second. Oh, okay. You're talking about this one? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, after you do your inspection, typically you will again, talk to the realtor about maybe credits that you want for the property. Now this goes back to what I had said at the beginning of the episode. So if you're in a buyer's market, you need to know kind of your position in your place. If you're in the seller's market, you need to know your position in your place. Um, because you don't, the last thing you want to do is if you really love the home and try to kill the deal over a ridiculous inspection credit, that may not be suited for your market. So it may be, it depends on, you know, where you're at. Um, the, the hardest part is going to be to gauge that, and I leave that to your realtor to discuss with you You know all the different strategies for that. So I was doing some digging mm-hmm. just to see what are kind of like maybe more of the national um, requirements or what things that they – mandatory fixes for the inspection. The big things are uh, mold, water, pest, wildlife. Uh, fire, electrical hazards. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: Wildlife infestation. I know, I know this is not I what know. they meant, but I just picture someone coming home and like two deer with like giant, oh, animals, like,
0: like watching hey. your TV. <laughs> 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 sorry. So when my parents sold our house before they bought another home. They had had uh, termites. termites, yeah, and that was actually kind of scary. And I remember my mom stressing out very yeah. much over the termite because that can become structural, yeah. Yeah, and Houston's a city of mold. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, that city was built on a petri dish, <laughs> um, a petri dish of concrete and mold. Like, you hello, get... <laughs> Houston. <laughs> Sarita loves you. <laughs> I'm never allowed back into the state. (laughs) Um, So what's hard about that is that like when you get a little bit of mold, it goes a long way, especially with Florida. Um, And you know, you want to be realistic about like what you're asking for in the credits here in Chicago. The biggest things, the issues that I see most common that are the kind of deal breaker issues per se, water Um, So like for your case, they disclosed. We kind of knew we were able to to get in on a rainy inspection. We felt good about it. Yeah. Obviously, you're living in it and really happy. Um, Building code violations, uh, especially for multi-units, most of that stuff you can look up before you even go under contract. So definitely check out the city's building code violation website. And that's often that
1: fire electrical.
0: Oh, sometimes it can be like it runs the gamut. It can be like not having it sign on your property saying like who manages it. Oh, Um, and this is more for multi-units. It can also be like rats if there's maybe rodent issues. Uh So wildlife, maybe not deer. Yeah, no, I knew what they meant, (laughs) but I don't know why. That's where my head went. Um, Yeah, it can kind of run the gamut on the issues that you get. Through the inspection or the the building code violations on that. That So you just want to make sure that you know about them. And then the day before closing, the day of closing, be checking the city's website to make sure that there's no new violations that occurred because, and typically your lawyer will do that. But I will also say, look, you're buying the property. You got to take some initiative into this and not trust that everybody's going to do their job all the time. Um, I've got a great attorney that I work with a lot and they're fantastic, but you know, just make sure that like, you've got all the eyes and ears on it yeah um electrical plumbing like there's just a lot of like issues that can come in that regard that yeah. are unexpected right. so uh my favorite though was uh so i was i went down the pipeline uh, of the internet the rabbit hole of the internet you went through the, the the series of tubes <laughs> the tubes on the internet <laughs> the tubes the tubes on the internet and Two of the things that they ever... I can't... I'm sorry. This tickles me because this is what I do all day, every day. And I swear to God, I'll have a buyer ask me now about sinkholes. But that was one of the oh. things that they said to check was, like, sinkholes. And I was like, oh, my God. Could you imagine? Like, streets for sure here. We've yeah, seen some sinkhole. Remember when that just whole car yeah, the went crater, away? Yeah. The streets for sure because concrete here is basically space. like... It yeah. was before you lived here. It was nuts. Like, a whole... I think it was in Beverly... Is somewhere south side. and there was also one in Rogers Park too. Oh, really? This yeah. So creepy. Well, I mean, you think about our 150 year old pipes know. that are being fixed right now mm-hmm. from the city water issues. Like, yeah, sinkholes, but no, there's been some craters too. Like, if you Google sinkholes United States online, like whole, entire homes get like. <laughs> do you sucked guys want to just not do any more work today? <laughs> right. Google
1: sinkholes United States. <laughs>
0: And enjoy your afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> if you're feeling good about your safety, Google yes, sinkholes. <laughs> seriously. Wow, right? Yeah, no, that's that's, that's a big thing. Yeah. And then also to flood zones. So right. we're right by the lake. We have a river. You know, these are things too that, like the the YouTubers were saying, like we're really big to kind of look at. Um, again, environment to environment, different markets. You know, it's just kind of different, right? So. Yeah. I know we talked a lot. I don't want to be in a single market. So. I don't want to be a single market either. <laughs> um,
1: so I'm sorry to tell anyone who is.
0: Yeah. Uh, I feel like we discussed everything, at least high end of what we were yes. going to discuss. We also want to do the seller side of things. We'll and, do a different episode yeah, about that. FHA and have but an inspection gotta give on yeah. there. Yeah. So here's the deal. We've got to leave you with this. I know I'm not your mother's realtor, but I swear to God I'm at least your big sister. You have to bring a snack with you on the day of the inspection. And don't come hungover. You will not believe how many times I've had buyers that were like, got, they get, they, they, you get your property under contract on a Wednesday. You might have to work all week. Friday night's the night to go to dinner, maybe meet up with friends. You get shit faced for your inspection. And then, yeah, and it's happened multiple times to the point that I feel I have to say these things. (laughs) So don't come to your inspection hungover because this could take a couple of hours. And also bring a snack because it could take a couple of hours. And I swear, it's probably just because I come from a hangry family of, like, hypoglycemics. It's that, like, really good advice. I like but, it. Yeah, I just think you're going to be going through a lot. There's a lot to think. There's a lot of energy and emotions. Like, just make sure you're comfortable. That's the biggest thing I can say as not your mother's realtor and just your big sister. <laughs> so with that, I guess we're wrapped up. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you soon.